everybody, welcome back to We and You, where we talk about the Kentucky Commission on Human Rights and a little bit about what's going on in our area. I am Terrence Sullivan. And I'm Brittany Cook. It has been a while, so testing levels. Test, test, one, two, one, two. Your voice got deeper. I know. Isn't that interesting how that happens? <laughs> We're broadcasting from beautiful downtown Louisville here in the historic Hayburn building. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a, not a while. It's been a, a little bit. It's been some time. It's been a bit, been a minute. <laughs> um, I, I, first on, on my end, I'm, I know people probably missed us or didn't, you know, kind of goes however. <laughs> I missed you all. I'm on the fence. Um, <laughs> but just a couple updates um, with work at the commission. It's been a little busy, as people might suspect. Um, mm. And it's been a little harder to find time, as important as it is, to get together and have those conversations, but also um, to really find one particular thing to talk about because so much is going on and then on my own accord um Brittany knows this i haven't been able to speak without coughing for about two months Mm -hmm. um for people who were curious it was not covid it never was but people like to ask every time you cough including Um, me yes (laughs) she would remind me that i needed to go get a test even though i frequently get tests for coaching um but no it it wasn't that also uh twice vaxxed now so cool yeah um but yeah it's living in louisville in the spring with allergies um so i now have two allergenic inhalers (laughs) so i can talk without coughing as much so he's back y'all yay (laughs) no i I thought it might be you know hard to do something where you talk for an hour when i'm unable to talk for a second (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyway um that's what's been up with me what's been up with you b cook um i've been having a lot of emails with you while you couldn't talk (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Zoom chats. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we've been working hard with the commission. Uh, we've been kind of trying to brand ourselves a little bit, which plenty of people know about that these days. So keep an eye out, having some more education and outreach. And being more involved. That's Yes, you know. making sure that everybody in the state feels like they are getting the protections that they need and the support. We're here for you. Um, yeah, so also, just aside, I'm positive that Brittany was very happy when I couldn't talk. Um, 
because that means, you know, don't have to deal with me talking. Because once I start, I don't shut up. Nah, I've kind of missed that. Oh, well. <laughs> I will proceed to talk and not, not shut up for This is why Terrence will solo do the show, but you don't see me try to solo do the show because he's the talker. <laughs> I was going to ask you to do that, actually. Um, yeah, I thought about it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I'm not cool enough to just like sit there and talk. Or you're too cool to have time to sit there and talk is where I think it really sits. Um, I think I think it's my practice. We've talked before. You know, I'm used to being a therapist and a listener, so it gets kind of difficult sometimes. I feel like for me to step up and be the talker in in the space. Well. You should work on your um, conversationalist conversationalist skills. Yeah, I am working on that. No, I literally I, am. No, I, that's I was like a goal the face of the year of, because of how you said conversationalist. Why? I don't know. Um, I would have said ability to have conversations, but see, and this I is use, why we're so different. I use more words than necessary. Um, that's the legal background. So. That's, <laughs> I like to just make up words. I wasn't even sure if that was a word. It probably is. I just isn't. went with it. Yeah. It sounded good, though. You know, I try. That's how words happen, though. Somebody says it, it sounds good, and then they give it right. a Right. See, it's going to be a hashtag at some point. Well, hashtag conversationalist. That'd be confusing because if I were looking at it, I would think it was saying a conversations list, and then I try to find the conversation, like the list of conversations to read about. I think that we might need to learn how to spell it first before we hashtag it. Yeah. I mean, there'd be an A in there, but you'd miss <laughs> it. It actually is a word, but... Um, you'd miss it. Yeah. I miss a lot of things. <laughs> anyway, um, today, um, before we start talking about anything, I, I did want to... It dovetails into what we were going to talk about. Um... I personally have been watching the Derek Chauvin trial, um, not to be confused with the George Floyd trial, which is what you know some people are trying to make it. Um, but it's been really interesting to watch. I don't know if you've watched any of it at all. Um, I've listened to some of it. It's it's yes, I've listened. Yeah. It's very trauma inducing. The, mm -hmm. the first half of it, watching that hearing because i can't watch it hearing that video played multiple multiple times from different angles um and hearing from the people who were there little kids who had to deal with that like thinking about the future implications of that is hard like a nine-year-old girl who watched this and now has to work through that for the rest of her life mm -hmm. like people don't think about their actions and the impact on others and I never have the have had the urge to kill anyone, um, but even if I did, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be like, "Oh, little kids are watching. Let me keep doing what I'm doing." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just can't, I can't get past the concept that you know, there's been so much conversation about this feeling of threat, but he he kneeled there with his hands in his pocket. And I just keep picturing that over and over again. 
And I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever witnessed anybody that said that they felt threatened with their hands in their pocket. Um, no, I mean, I've, I've felt threatened a lot and, you know, I never then was like, I'm so threatened, I'm going to chill here and sit casually where it looks mm-hmm. like I could be whistling and mm-hmm. thinking about what I'm going to order for pickup on the way home mm-hmm. because that's what it looked like. Just chilling. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think the prosecution, which it's weird being on this side of it, the prosecution put on a decent uh, presentation about what happened. Um, some of their strategy was curious to me. Um, ending with, like, science instead of the family perspective is interesting to me because people when they go deliberate they think about the relational piece of it and Mm -hmm. the human part of it not the doctor who did some studies um, and tests but overall I think that I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm a black man I don't ever expect like these things to be handled correctly. Mm-hmm. I don't expect the best outcome, but I will say that with the options that were presented um, to the jury, I, I think there's a strong likelihood something happens. Um, maybe not what people were initially wanting or thinking. I do think something will happen, but I might be completely wrong. Um, I'm also, you know, very fearful of if it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, same. But interestingly enough, though, not far from where this trial was taking place, what was it, 10 miles? Something like it that. It was something like that, yeah. It was very, very close. Um, we had another situation where um, someone else was killed by the police. Um, Dante Wright Mm -hmm. was stopped for, what was it? Uh, It's like a, they said it was a traffic violation, but then they realized he had a warrant. So his plates were expired, right? And Mm -hmm. he had an air freshener, which you're not supposed to have, on the rear view, and then they ran his information and said he had a warrant for something which I think was a minor marijuana possession right from like a while back mm-hmm, I believe so um, and you know he tried I guess to get away and the officer or now former officer um yelled taser taser and then shot him with a gun and killed him um and it's just so many so many thoughts about that um one thing that i was thinking of and we'll i'll come back to it um but it's just one it's just it's ridiculous and it's sad and when all the whole world is watching and you still act the same way Mm -hmm. that shows intent 
and especially for the area like I'd understand I mean I would, wouldn't understand but it would be a little more understandable in somewhere that's hundreds thousand miles away but 10 miles away from a trial about a police murder we have another one mm-hmm. yeah I mean I'm sorry I gotta say it what's going on Minneapolis <laughs> like <laughs> I mean that's in Minneapolis has had quite a few yeah um, high profile ones and it's just like yeah and I love Minneapolis I love my people in Minneapolis um, but it, it's I don't know and it, it got me thinking about two things um, and something we can talk about the first one and I don't know the Talking about our own experiences with traffic stops, um, I've had two really extreme ones, um, and I don't know what your experience has been, but I think comparative stories might be more illustrative than us saying, like, putting a blanket statement on how things go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you don't mind, I can start. I sure. Can share my most recent time that I had been pulled over for, um, I guess it wasn't even really a traffic violation. I, this was 2019. So no, I'm sorry. It might've been 2020 just last year. Um, because I believe I was wearing a mask and Oh, you didn't wear those before 2020, you know, not all. Um, And I was running an errand and was pulled over. And I had known I was going to get pulled over. In all honesty, full transparency here, I had known I was going to get pulled over at some point because I knew that my tags had been expired for two years. Oh. Um, Okay. It wasn't, I I didn't, obviously, like, it wasn't something, like, I was trying to do. I just, I'd hit that, like, I guess, marker where you can't pay online anymore, and then you have to go in person, and then the next time I thought about it was the following birthday, because that's when I get my registration notification, and we were already in COVID times at that point, so I didn't even know how to address going in person or when or how to finagle that. So um, I knew my tags were expired. I knew that I was really pushing a limit. um, And I got pulled over after a police officer had ended up behind me and we went through a light together. Um, They pulled me over. I um, got my ID out, handed it to them. And I am a feminine presenting white woman and I played that character of a dumb blonde um, i.e. Reese Witherspoon style as much as I possibly could and I I just I I put on a show and I said oh my tags are expired and and acted as if I didn't (laughs) even know that that was a thing and um acted as if I didn't realize I even needed to, needed to uh, get new registration every year. And um, they they let me off. I didn't have a warning or anything. They just said, make sure I, I get it done. Is that real life? Good God. Um, and 
that is not unfamiliar for how I've gotten away with other situations like that, including with other times I've let my tags expire because I, this is the first year I want to say at 33 years old that I've ever paid it on time. I've been really, really bad about that throughout my life. So, um, it's, it's not a rule that I have let go to waste, I guess. And, um, however, I, I know every time that's not a rule that is, and even a possible option for other people. And so I was kind of wanting to make this statement publicly to acknowledge that I know my privilege and obviously know when I can take advantage of my privilege, but the, the fact of the matter is like that shouldn't even be an option for me. Um, and if it if it is going to continue being an option, then it needs to be an option for other people for as well. Um, and and I knew that stating this and and the comparison of what that looks like for Terrence day to day is vastly <laughs> contrasted. And um, for those of you that are able to continue listening and um, relate, I would love to hear his story. Sure, so I have a couple. Um, It it just, in relation to expired tags, first off. Um, One that I thought was interesting, just thinking about how your situation went. Um, I was in Eastern Kentucky a couple years ago and my car at the time was leased and the way leases work, at least through Toyota, was um, you don't get your tags, the updated sticker. You don't go get it. They send it. Um, And so mine, (laughs) because I like to be early um, with that for reasons, and mine didn't come over the weekend and it expired on a Sunday Mm. and went to eat on a Sunday and pulling out immediately got pulled over and for having expired tags and the police officer said you know like I saw you driving with these expired tags and blah 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 and what was interesting was they saw me in my car watched me go in to eat and just sat there and waited to then, you know, give me a ticket as soon as I start pulling out of a restaurant. And that was like an hour and a half later. Um, But something that I think is interesting is, and Brittany was here for this, um, I got a new car this summer and the temporary tag was going to expire and with COVID shutdowns the DMV was really backed up because you had to go and just there were like two open and eventually I was able to get in and the um, person working was like oh we can't find your stuff it didn't come in yet and we can ju- like you can just keep the temporary tag and i was like no it's expired and she said 
no, it's fine. The governor has an executive order. Like, they're not enforcing that. I was like, no, it's expired. And she was like, no, I, I, I know it's expired, but it's not expired. That doesn't count right now. And I was like, yes, it does. I was like, yes, it does for me. It counts for me. I promise. And she was like, no, it, he said that the police aren't to pull you over for expired tags. And, um, I was like, "Eh, yes, ma'am. I understand that that's what he said, but that's not the practice. And I was, I was thinking in that moment, um, especially in my car, I can see that going very poorly, very quickly. Um, and that is from experiences that I've already had. Uh, not, not just things that people have seen on the news, but twice in my own experience getting pulled over, um, I have had, um, police who decided that I was a threat immediately and draw weapons. Um, The first time was going home from college to visit my mom who had moved because, you know, when you don't have a lot of money or stable housing, you move a lot. And I didn't know where she was. I knew the area, and so I was driving around looking for where she was going to be um, because I knew like where the house was, but not really. And so I was turning around and I get completely turned around and I see multiple cars just speeding at me because it was getting dark and then they turn the lights on and six um, state troopers jump out with their guns out and have them all pointed at me. And they asked why I was trying to get away from them so quickly Um, and turning around when I saw them and I was like, I didn't see you first off. Mm -hmm. Um, You have darker cars and it's, because they were in the dark, like the slate gray cars and it was getting dark and I was like I didn't see you um they were but they were like you know you saw us and you immediately turned around and ran away and I was like no I just was turning around they were like well where are you going and I said to my mom's house and they said well where's that and I said I'm not sure I'm looking for it that's why I turned around and they were like you don't know where your mom lives and I was like I know the general area but you know, we've had to move around a lot, so I don't really know. I just know about where it is. And he was like, the first one, still a gun in my face. Like, you don't know where your mom lives. Like, I don't know why that's such a bizarre concept. Right, you're an um, adult. <laughs> but it wasn't like I was a six-year-old who, you know, went around the corner and couldn't figure out, you know, so. Right, and you're not it, living there, and she's moving around. It, it was very difficult in that moment to not like think okay this is this is how it ends cool like six guns pointed at you it's just unnerving especially when none of them seem compassionate or really care um about you know my well-being and my safety um and 
what they then went on to say um, while when one went back into the car to run plates and license and all that was apparently there'd been a robbery somewhere and I fit the description because they could see from far away when I couldn't even see their cars that I fit the description of what they were looking for. Um, I'm, you know, mm -hmm. recently joined the LASIK club and I have 2015 vision, but I'm pretty sure nobody can see like that. Um, especially, I'm very impressed at their ability to assess my height and weight um, from that distance. Right. Um, While sitting in a car. Yeah. Um, so, shouts out to them for their observation skills. Um, but that wasn't, if that were the only time, um, it wouldn't be okay, but it would be understandable. Um, a few years later, um, more recently here in Louisville, I, you know, washed my car, had it looking nice, um, driving down Central and start to pass Churchill and someone shoots out of I don't know what that street is like M Street or whatever and stops me and then waits for three more car three more to come and the lead car gets out and has his gun out already and first question whose car is this because it can't be yours it's yeah. too nice and it was funny because it was an old old Lexus <laughs> and I worked at a detail shop for ever so I know how to make a car look nice but it was an old car this like, is true I'm in your car often it's <laughs> always immaculate I you know I it was a car I paid $2,300 for with scholarship money but you know it was a tw at the time 21 year old car but I know what I'm doing and so it looked nice and he was like whose car is this and I was like it's mine, sir. Um, do you, you know, need to see? He was like, I don't need to see anything. Whose car is this? Wait, what? So, you know, he still had his gun on me while the other one was questioning me. And again, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> their alleged uh, reasoning was apparently there had been some type, some bank robbed on Eastern Parkway. And again, I fit the description of what they were looking for. Um, and that, you know, it, one thing that's been, that was really frustrating to the point of comedy was when I was at UofL and we get the alerts of the crime alerts. Mm. And I wanted to change something to say like, it's not me because I felt like every day there was a crime alert that went out that said, um, suspect is a black male between 5'8 and 6 feet, um, 145 to 180 pounds, medium to athletic build. Like it was always the same description mm -hmm. for everything that happened. And coincidentally, um, most of us fit that description. And it's, it's a thing that creates its own um, problems and issues because they paint 
us with such a broad brush that if they do want to use that, oh, you fit a description of what we were looking for, justification of whatever they're doing um, and racist policing, they do have that cover of, oh, we were looking for, you know, you're a 5'10", 160, like, you fit what we were looking for. We weren't Mm -hmm. being racist. You just fit what we were looking for. No, your description of what you were looking for is part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And how you're looking. I mean, it's not like there's only, like, black men out there (laughs) that are involved in crime. Like, you're not pulling over all the white guys that look like the standard white guy build and frame. (laughs) And so those types of situations um it it's difficult sometimes to try to explain um how that feels and what it you know the the fear that any time a police car is near you that you have like okay this might be it like i and it doesn't it to an extent, it changes because of how you're dressed, but not really. I mean, I, I very rarely will drive anywhere in my car without um, some type of nicer top because from someone looking in, like if I go work out or I'm coming back from coaching, I'm not go. I'm not getting in the car and what I worked out in. I'm not. I mm. keep extra shirts. Um, like I keep a nice pullover in the car that I'm going to put on because I don't care if it's hot, you're not going to see me riding around in a sweaty workout shirt um, in a decently nice car. Um, And so it sucks that I can't just exist in my space. And it's really hard and frustrating to hear about other people who can let their tags go for two years and I can't I can't let it go a day which was mm-hmm. proven when I was in eastern Kentucky day of they were like whoop whoop um mm-hmm. you're like and but I know people um who have driven on an expired tax for years more than two years um I see cars around here of white people that has something they typed up that says um license applied for Oh, yeah. Like, it looks like they got on Microsoft or Windows XP, Microsoft Paint, and wrote it. You said Microsoft Paint. But you, you know, no, I'm right. I know. It's exactly, I know. It's, it's, it's that pretty font. bad. Yeah. It's that font that was in everything that was made in Microsoft mm-hmm. Paint. And it's on the back of this car. And it's like, I freak out when I get a new car and have temp tags, even though they're perfectly legit. Mm-hmm. And it has the date, the purchase. The purchaser, where it was purchased from, and the date has my name on it. Mm-hmm. It still freaks me out. And then you have people who are comfortable driving around with Microsoft Paint tags, mm-hmm. and it's proof positive of the two Americas that we live in. Mm-hmm. And so, circling back to what we started talking about when we were at, when you know when me and you were at the DMV, and she was like, "It's fine," you know. The governor said, um, we're good. And I was like, no, but we're not. That's not how this works for me. And I was very happy 
that another woman working there, a black woman, said, hold up, what kind of car do you got? <laughs> she did. I remember that because I was like, yes, you understand, you know. <laughs> like, and, for and so I told her and she was like, oh, yeah, she said, I have a BMW. She said, mm-hmm. she does, not me. She's, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, I have a BMW. You ain't going around with no temp tag. Mm-hmm. So she called some people and we sat there. I told Brittany to leave at this point, but I sat there for two more hours while mm-hmm. they figured out how to get me a license plate because she understood that for some people, yeah, what the governor said is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but for someone like me or someone like her, we don't get that same, even if it's a law, if it's an order or whatever, we don't mm-hmm. get that same protection. If, well, and sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. When you told me to leave, but even then, like talking about the two worlds, you were in your suit that day, but we were <laughs> in downtown Louisville where there have been ongoing protests. And, and so I didn't leave. I, I waited outside for two hours, yeah. just checked my email, had a Zoom meeting and everything out there because... I just had this gut feeling like, okay, even if I leave, we're right here, we're a couple blocks from work, but you're going to get stopped even walking down the street. So that's part of, you know, if you do know your privilege and you do know that and you want to be an ally, like make sure you're stepping up and you're offering safe space and being there for our black and people of color in in our world right now, because, um, their world is different and it's dangerous. Um, yeah, and I appreciated that. And we got some nice wraps on the way back. <laughs> um, she rolls her eyes because I like them a little more than she does. Um, <laughs> no, I rolled my eyes because the funny thing is how much you remember. I didn't remember yeah. that. But <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Green District. Local, yes. local business doing good. And my stomach's going to grow. Franchising out like crazy. <laughs> um, oh, for real, they're opening like 20. Yeah, I think I saw yeah. one kind of close. Where was I? I don't know. I saw one recently. The new one like, on Barstow Road and Eastern Parkway. Probably. That was it. I bet. Former mm-hmm. Comfy Cow. Um, yes. That was yeah, it. they're opening in like eight states. Um, just really cool that a small shop from that they, you know, 200 square feet on in St. Matthews is now like eight states. Um, but anyway, like going back, just thinking, and I was very, very appreciative of, you know, her at the DMV because when I watch the news still I think like I'm very aware anyway that I am one run through a yellow light um, one little bit over the speed limit one air freshener (laughs) away Mm. from being George Floyd or Dante Wright or anyone who's faced those like same consequences because I fit a description and just thinking that at the DMV like it's I was fortunate that there was someone there who had the ability to help and the willingness to help and not everyone gets that courtesy um it you know partly I, it was because I kept I stood my ground and said like I I know what you think, but and what you feel like you know, but I have, I, you know, I know something different. Right. And it shouldn't be necessary to have to do that, but it also shouldn't be necessary to have someone 
in a position to assist that has to know from experience that it's a situation that needs assistance. Um, and so I hope one day that we get to a point where you don't have to be fortunate enough to have the black woman with the new BMW <laughs> working at the DMV to understand that me driving my car with a temp tag, even if they gave me a new temp tag, because that was an offer they made, that was unacceptable it's not to the me. Same. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. I think it's a really good. description or illustration of what the difference that we see um and so i guess i'll close talking about this just by saying like i'm always aware that any of these issues that i see on tv in the news on twitter like it could have easily been me because i fit a description Mm -hmm. and that's not fair not at all Stay tuned for more radio from the people, by the people, here on your grassroots community station, WFMP Louisville. So, just first wanted to thank everybody for listening to this. Um, This is one of those types of conversations that people don't often have and probably should. Um, Really just wanted to show appreciation for people wanting to listen and wanting to learn. And there's always space for people to grow. And sometimes that takes from uh, talking about uncomfortable things. Since the time that we recorded this, Um, quite a few notable things have happened Um, in the span of 15 minutes the verdict in the trial that we began talking about um, came down and the police officer who killed murdered George Floyd was found guilty on all counts Um, and just going just more about what we talked about though is people couldn't revel in that for more than five minutes before another person a kid in Columbus was killed by police and so these are the types of conversations that need to be had need to be continued and need to be heard And we um, are just fortunate enough to have some space or some platform, uh, albeit not huge by any means, but even having one person hear a message that's needed is one person who could learn. And so just wanted to circle back to that. Um, This is one of those things um, harder to talk about, but definitely needs to be heard. So (sighs) much appreciation. Um, And if anyone does listen and wants to reach out or 
has something they wanted to share on their own just because sometimes it is helpful just to just to say it um, as a person who quite often fits the description um, it's scary and I don't think it is out of out of line or bizarre to be scared um, because I know that I am so something that you know to share Thanks. The music you hear throughout this recording was produced by Esquire Music alongside Spice Production.